And welcome everybody to Wednesday's spring break edition of Inside Franklin Athletics. I am your host, Brian Powers. Chaz Hill could potentially be joining us shortly. Today we have with us the man, the myth, the legend. He has been coaching at track at uh, track at Franklin Community High School uh, for uh, a decent amount of time, I would say. He is obviously the all-time leader in track coaching wins with just over 17,000 wins. Uh, he is the voice of the football Grizzly Cubs, where he has been for uh, just as long as he's been coaching track almost. He has seen the Grizzly Cubs win over 3,000 games on the football field. Uh, he is also a longtime guidance counselor, and him leaving put in motion the steps needed for me to join. So I thank him very much for that. We have with us the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Mike Hall. And Chaz is joining us as well. How are you, Chad? I'm doing fantastic. Good, good, good. Coach Hall, uh, first of all, how are you enjoying the coronavirus quarantine 2020? Well, first of all, thanks for the introduction. I, I think there might have been some part of truth in there, but I'm not sure what. Um, I, we pride ourselves on uh, not on, on we pride ourselves on our research. Strictly facts. As well as well you should. Um, this has been a spring like no other, without a doubt, and uh, uh, a lot of frustration, but uh, a chance to do some different things. So uh, we're trying to make the best of it. How are you going about uh, the coaching and communicating with athletes right now as, as a coach? Uh, how, how, does that, how has that been changed for you? Well, of course, obviously, you can't see anybody physically. So um, we're doing a lot of communication online, um, text, emails, etc. Called a few people. Uh, we we gave everybody a, a workout plan before we left for break, and uh, you know, know that not everybody's following it to the to the to the nth degree, but uh, uh, think that most people are doing something. So feel pretty good about that. What kind of workout plans are you giving for, for track? Like what kind of different things are they able to do in this time? Well, you know, almost everybody can get to some place that uh, uh, is open space, whether it's a trail or uh, one of the uh, facilities around town. Uh, um, I've, I've kind of even hinted that uh, it, it may be possible to get on the track at a high school at times. But uh, the kind of things we're doing uh, – um, you know, uh, just skill-specific skill things as much as possible. Sprinters, um, you know, we may we may do a few more sprints uh, uh, on one day and as kind of a hard day, and then the next day kind of an easy day, maybe uh, less intense. But uh, trying to keep people moving and uh, and doing something. Yeah, I understand. I mean, that's got to be something where uh, you know it's 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 frustrating where you just kind of get your season started and then you uh and then you go to uh you know go to something like this where you've got to just go kind of at a different angle about it was this something that you had 
Like, did you have time to plan for this as far as once things started kind of popping up, did you plan for this? Or was this just something that, uh, you know, obviously we didn't have a whole lot of time, but was it something that I guess once you heard maybe about Avon starting that you started to plan for? Well, somewhat, yeah. Uh, you know, we normally have a, uh, a workout for kids over spring break that, that we can't physically be in touch with. So uh, kind of took that and modified it and, um, and added to it a little bit. And I know uh, uh, Coach Swartz and, and your brother uh, did uh, similar things with the, the distance kids. So, um, you know, it's certainly nothing we had 100% planned for, but, but tweaked some things along the way and, and uh, thought we had a pretty good plan going. And, um, you know, as I hear from other places, uh, other, other teams putting things out there on social media and so forth, I, I think a lot of people had the same kind of ideas. It's just a matter of who's carrying things out and, and actually getting things done and, and who's watching video games. <laughs> what is it like trying to coach kids, especially seniors, that might not get to have a season? Well, um, you know, there's no book on this at all. So exactly. uh, yeah. I, think you, I think you have to be as encouraging as, as you can, um, be optimistic, um, even, even though there's certainly some, some negative things uh, um, that, that appear to be on the horizon, but uh, uh, keep hope open. Um, I've, uh, you know, we had a, a meet cancel there before spring break and, uh, uh, when the day that happened, I, I went back and uh, uh, kind of gave a uh, sent out to each kid a quick rundown of how I uh, in, in, uh, envisioned the meet playing out and uh, the results and so forth. And uh, uh, surprisingly enough, when we ended up winning, but uh, uh, you know, just kind of keeping as positive as possible all the way. I can imagine the uh, playing out of that meet, right, Chaz? Uh, Coach Hall looking at the times and being like, well, I think our guy's seated seventh, but, he, you know, he's been feeling spry lately. That's a first place for sure. Yeah, he's pretty fast. He's, he's good. They won. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're scoring out the you and uh, if there were 12 teams in there, you and 11 other coaches had their teams winning that meet. So it's kind of amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so what's uh, kind of the last question before we move on to, to your career and everything? Um, what's kind of the latest update you have for any track athletes? Well, you know, we, we, we had a meeting last week. I say we, that's the uh, spring sport uh, head coaches uh, with Mr. Doty. And, uh, you know, he kind of gave us an update of, uh, of uh, the conference and conference coaches have met and uh tentatively had had plans for for things after um after the may one date you know if, if we were to start may one uh we could start you have to have five practices so uh uh we we could start competing may 7th and uh tentatively the plan is to have a conference uh, varsity meet and a conference jv meet uh at least before the the state tournament starts so um we, I, I think if, if if all things were to happen the way we'd like, we could actually get in more than that. But uh, that's where we are right now. Yeah. So <clears throat> basically, just like everything else, it's just we're kind of waiting until May and seeing where we're at there after May 1st. 
Exactly. Now, the IHSAA has, uh, has stated that if uh, things do start again and we get the green light, that they would, would not, uh, do not plan to adjust the tournament series. So that's a little bit tough for us because our tournament starts really before any other. So uh, yeah. uh, we have a real short time to get things in. But, uh, um, and we're willing to make a go of it, and uh, uh, we're encouraging our kids to stay ready. And uh, it, it may be uh, going at a moment's notice, but uh, that's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that um, IU canceled things on campus until July 31st, so that would include the state meet, correct? Uh, that would be my understanding. Yeah. Now, now, just kind of reading into your point there, uh, you know, certainly there has been a history of uh, the state right. meet taking place on uh, on high school campuses. So, yeah. uh, or even at that, IUPUI. IUPUI and uh, and North Central during my time as well. So, um, so you know, that's that's still a possibility. Mm -hmm. I know you said that that was kind of the last question about all this stuff, Brian, but I, I think I had one that came to mind that I think is pretty interesting. Obviously, something that's getting probably really impacted by this is seniors uh, getting recruited to go play somewhere or go run somewhere. Uh, I'm kind of curious of how that might be playing out. Are you talking to, like, college coaches about, like, their junior years right now? Is that kind of what they're looking at? I'm just really curious of how that's working. Um, at this point, yeah, I, I tend to get a little bit more about, uh, uh, about juniors, but it's really kind of inter interesting you bring that question up. I've had a lot of contact, uh, I mean, like, like a half dozen just random coaches reaching out on, uh, um, you know, last minute guys that, that didn't have a plan and were just kind of up in the air, um, you know, looking for names that way. So I get, I get the feeling that there are a lot of, uh, uh, college is still scrambling for for guys that uh, uh, ordinarily they'd be following up with and get times at this part of the year, but that's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, it's just such an unprecedented time for everyone involved, and <clears throat> there's going to be. I think what this is going to end up, what's going to end up happening with some of this is, is you're going to get some kids who probably their junior year end up being not great fits at schools because their junior year was kind of an anomaly. And then some kids who are going to go to a school where they just end up exceeding so many expectations because as they matured and worked harder, they would have been a lot better their senior year, but they didn't get looks from the schools who they would have gotten looks from normally. Good point. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I've noticed particularly in track is that, uh, Time does make a di big difference for kids, and uh, DNA kicks in differently for everybody. And uh, uh, you get uh, a kid six months uh, uh, down the road, he may be an entirely different physical specimen than at, than at this point. So um, there could be some big changes. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, we've talked about that. I think we've talked about this with you longer than we've talked about it with anyone else. So we, uh, we want to kind of get off this, but uh, just talk about kind of where you, where you grew up and, and sports you played um, when you were in high school and beyond. Oh, okay. Well, I had a feeling you might go that route a little bit. Um, 
I'm I'm going to guess my story is is different from almost everybody else's in a lot of ways. First of all, I I grew up down the road in Columbus uh, uh, when it was one high school, Columbus High School, mm-hmm. and uh, you know growing up uh, like well I'm not to say like everybody else, but everybody you talked to has been so much younger. Um, you know we didn't have AAU as such. Um, right. We had uh, we we had a boys club, but uh, it wasn't quite as as I well it wasn't nearly the facility that the Franklin Boys Club is right now. So um, we did a lot of uh, of our sports informally at uh, playgrounds. We had a a school that was about two blocks where I grew up from, and uh, and maybe parks in town, and and everything was pickup. So. Um, uh, did play organized baseball as, as in little league in town there, and uh, played grade school basketball, and uh, um, you know really there weren't as many sports at that point. You know we're talking about the late fifties, early sixties. Um, so um, at that time, uh, uh, junior high was grade seven, eight, nine all together in one building. Uh, high school is grades 10 through 12, so that was different. But uh, get into junior high, you know, played played all kinds of things up to that point. Go out for the basketball team in, in the seventh grade. At that time, Columbus Junior High was the biggest junior high in, in the state of Indiana. had over 3,000 kids. So we had like 500 boys in the seventh grade, and about 150 of them went out for basketball. <laughs> so, um, it was it was kind of a zoo and uh the other thing that happened uh, and you guys brian know, knows me real well chaz doesn't know me quite as well but uh um i was a late bloomer so in the seventh grade i'm barely five feet tall <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th- there's me, uh, one of the shortest guys out there. Um, in our seventh grade, we had, uh, uh, you know, I think we, our center, the guy that ended up being our center was 6'3". We had two six one kids. We had big kids. In seventh grade? And, uh, yeah. Jeez. The 6'3 guy was 6'3 six, six, when we graduated, too, but that's another story. <laughs> but at any rate, you know, I could go on and on there. But at any rate, 150 kids, tryouts are a mess. That's when you had cuts. I mean, you really, they were really cuts. What they do, they say, okay, tomorrow morning, we're going to put a list of uh, players who uh, who made the cut uh, on the wall in, in one of the buildings. Okay, well, you know. You get into school and everybody that's that's all the guys go flying down there looking at the the list and uh, you know looking for your name hunting for your name if your name wasn't on there then you got cut well I got got cut the first cut so you know um, they they told us two things in advance number one if if you get cut you need to keep playing you know and all the standard things they told us but the other thing they told us is they were going to have an intramural program, junior high intramural program, first time ever. Okay, so I get cut. Um, they announce intramurals. I play intramurals. We we play a dozen games um, against one another. There's four intramural teams, so 
you know, you really get some pretty good experience. So uh, did that. Again, the playground not far from my house had a nice basketball court. I uh, would go down there after school a lot and uh, got in some games against older, bigger, stronger guys. So um, bottom line, get better. Eighth grade, come back, grew a little bit, a little bit of DNA kicks in. Um, not much, though. I'm about five, three or so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hey, I'm, I'm better. I think I'm doing pretty well. They, uh, we go through practice. Um, they announced cut's going to be the next day. So I go down to, to the uh, wall where they put things up, and I made the cut. But so did about 35 other guys. So they got two more cuts we're going to make. Go through it again, make the next cut. I think I'm living large. <laughs> they get the last cut, didn't make it. 20 guys didn't make the list. So, okay. So we're back to playing on the playground and playing intramurals. But something happens in intramurals, like the second game, whatever reason, the coach called, and we, we actually had plays. He called a couple plays for me, and uh, had a game where I scored a bunch of points, and uh, never done that before. So I, that happened for a couple games, and I'm thinking, well, this is okay, this is fun. I'm I'm all right. I'm not on not playing on the eighth grade team, but I'm I'm having a good time. Well, my math teacher was the eighth grade coach. And uh, one day he comes to me right in the middle of class. I think I'm working on something. Says, hey, Mike, by the way, uh, do you want to come and practice with the eighth grade team tonight? I mean, like, this is like two in the afternoon and they practice at five. <laughs> and I, you know, as I'm jumping out of my skin, yeah, sure, I'll come in. It was kind of my response. Well, I guess, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess I mean, that was literally the way I pulled it off. You know, I knew about being cool. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you know, he does this. I think it's six period. We got a seven period day. So uh, between classes, I call my mom. Mom, you got to get my stuff here to me. I'm going to practice tonight, and uh, and she did. You know, I had great parents, and. Uh, so I made it to practice, and uh, so I'm doing double duty there for uh, for the last two months of the season. I'm I'm practicing with the uh, the eighth grade team, and then I get uh, also play intramurals. And uh, so, long story short, trying to make it short anyway, get in a couple games, do okay. The next year, remember, I said we have the biggest junior high in the state. Well, because it was so big, they decided to split things up. So, um, Brian, you've, you've known the Columbus School. So yeah. uh, I, went, I went to what was Central Junior High my freshman year, which was the same building, same place. And then they had Northside on the north side of town. So now we've got two junior highs with uh, 1,500 kids apiece. So all of a sudden, um, all those kids that uh, I was fighting against before got split up. So my freshman year, I grew a little bit. Actually, I grew a lot. I, you know, had a you crazy growth spurt. Nowhere to go, really. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, uh, crazy growth spurt. Get to be about five eleven, and uh, you know, my clothes don't fit. But that's another story. Um, 
and, uh, uh, you know, make the freshman team, start most of the way. Um, next, next year, keep growing a little bit more. Make the JV team at a high school. Don't get to play very much, but uh, keep growing. Junior year, I'm up to about 6'3", and, uh, you know, really playing pretty well. But this was a time of Columbus, and, again, I'm talking ancient history to you guys, so please bear with me. Um, my, my sophomore year and, and junior year, I played JV both years because of varsity those years. Um, we're undefeated both years, rated number one in the state both years. Um, the guys in the class ahead of me, there were eight seniors, seven of them went on to play college basketball, six of them um, basically what, what now we know is D1. Yeah. And um, there wasn't any room. So we yeah. had possibly the best JV team ever. Um, <laughs> maybe at Columbus, and I get some argument there, but we had uh, seven juniors, all of whom played college basketball eventually, but there wasn't any place to play on the varsity because everybody was just that much better. So we went 18-0 as uh, uh, JV basketball juniors, then uh, got, a, got our chance our senior year, and you talk about kids that were hungry. Yeah. Um, uh, and and we weren't as good as the guys in front of us. It was it was obvious, and there's no question about that. But we weren't too bad, and we'd gone through two years of of getting pretty well worked up on in, in practice by good, big, strong guys. And uh, you know, we we we're going to make the most of our uh, of our time. At any rate, we ended up uh, uh, seventeen and three in the season, twenty two and. Uh, and four overall, and uh, won a sectional or regional, got beat in the afternoon game of semi-state. Um, again, had seven of our, of our guys went on to play college basketball at some level. So, um, you know, really kind of an interesting time. Um, again, we had great people play against every day in practice. We thought, uh, you know, we just had to play hard or somebody would pass us up. And, and they would have. And, you know, the bad thing about it, when I uh, started coaching basketball, I thought every situation was like that. I, I learned in about three days it wasn't. So, yeah, it's, it's something where you think everyone's just going to be able to step up and you're going to have a solid team. And then uh, and then the first time you got a little, oh, these guys aren't as good, that's going to kind of be a, be a little stark reminder for you, isn't it? Well, exactly, and uh, um, you know, I you just got the idea that uh, everybody was was going to be competitive and uh, and understood your job was on the line every day, and and that isn't the case. It just really isn't, and uh, uh, it took me a little while to understand that. Yeah. So you, um, where did you go to college? I uh, went to Franklin College. Okay. And yeah, right. uh, <laughs> yep. We got I, was going to tell you, I was going to tell you, Chaz Hill, there that uh, you graduated last year, right, 2019? Correct, yeah. Okay. Well, I was there at your graduation. You wouldn't have known it, but I was one of those guys in the gold gowns in the back with the 50-year graduation class. Oh, wow. That's crazy. 
So, yeah, it's it's a shame that we don't have a picture here today because I was going to say, hey, hey, just take a look. Uh, uh, 50 years from now, this may be you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so you got, how did you get, uh, was, was Franklin High School just like the first one you got, the first job, and, and you went from there? Well, can we go back to college a minute? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I was going to say, um, you know, I really wanted to play college basketball. And I, other sports, I played baseball uh, for a while in, in, in high school and, uh, um, you know, kind of saw the point was coming up that uh, I had to make a decision go one way or the other. At that time, you had to understand Columbus High School, uh, grades 10 through 12, had, had almost 3,000 kids then. So it was, you know, every sport, guys were pretty darn good. So at any rate, uh, you know, for whatever reason, um, I did kind of a thing like Bardwell mentioned when you talk with him. I wrote letters to almost every college in Indiana, smaller colleges, letting them know I was interested in, in playing basketball and, you know, um, and got back some information and some coaches made contact and all and actually got an interesting uh, note from Tony Hinkle. Okay. I, I got I got two from Tony Hinkle. One uh, uh, was kind of a forum thing early on. And then after that, uh, after our season, when I started getting contact from some people, he sent me a, a handwritten note. And I, I've lost it. I wish I still had it. But uh, uh, anyway, handwritten note, uh, talk to your coach. He said, you could play for us, and that's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> come visit our school. We have a nice school. Sign Tony Hinkle. That's cool. And wow. uh, I thought, man, is that different from now? But at any rate, uh, uh, and, and even at that time, that's pretty simplistic. Um, but really, Butler was, I just really never considered it. Sure, sure loved Hinkle Fieldhouse, loved playing there. But um, in, in April, on back-to-back -back nights, early April, uh, my senior year, I get a phone call from the Hanover coach one night and the Franklin coach next night. Now, probably looking back, there's been thousands of guys um, who got down to Franklin and Hanover's or college choice that wanted to play sports. So myself and uh, two of my teammates went down to visit Hanover. My dad drove us down, and then... Uh, the next weekend, uh, I went to visit Franklin and, and ended up uh, choosing Franklin. Now, did you um, did you announce that on your Twitter page or your Instagram page? <laughs> well, I uh, let's see. I I might have told I might have told some of my friends at the time and. Uh, and, and maybe uh, one or two of them that uh, uh, would let everybody know. So that's kind of one thing were were spread at that time. <laughs> All right. That's good. <laughs> so you're playing at uh, at Franklin College. How did that go for you? Oh, loved it. Loved it. Couldn't believe. Um, of course, you know, as as you guys know, the pace in college is so much different than than high school in terms of expectations, things like that. And, 
you know, Chaz, you, you played there at Franklin College. Uh, you know, you, you made it as, uh, um, as intense as you wanted it to be, but you didn't feel a whole lot of pressure from the outside. Um, I never felt like I couldn't be a, a student first and an athlete second. Um, and, and certainly at that time as an immature, late blooming, uh, young man, my, my judgment wasn't always the best, but, uh, as it ended up, I was at the right place because they did force us to put uh, academics before before sports. Now, Coach, are you, are you saying that in college, as, as college kids, we didn't have the best judgment either? Oh, I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah, I, I, how I, dare you, sir? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> So, so you're playing. Uh, you're playing there at at Franklin. Um, and in the four years there, you guys, I'm sure you played Hanover. Was there a little extra special um, rivalry for you, just because it came down to Franklin and Hanover? Um, that's that's a good uh, another good question. No, you know, I really never thought of it that way. Although. Um, the the guy who was the coach down there really I I had a good relationship with and uh, uh, of course they were in our conference then so we played them twice during the year and, and I always talked to him after the game that first year and he was that was his only year they they changed coaches year after that um, but I would say this uh, I, we we didn't win a lot I think eight or nine or something like that but uh, Hanover had an offer. They went 0 for 21. Good. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so what happened the next year? They bring in a new coach, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, they show up with uh, a guy who'd been the best freshman player at IU, 6'11", Mark Gabriel, uh, one of the best. They also show up with one of the best players from Ohio, and they uh, get big, good players, and. Uh, all of a sudden, they're they're pretty good, and mysteriously, how, how that happened? They, I guess, Hanover became a center of uh, educational desires. Then, <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems logical. I don't think anything uh, anything else was at play in that. So, do you um, do you remember any specific moments or anything from Franklin College from playing there? Any specific games? Oh. Yeah, you know, a lot of things here and there. We, you know, I think the one thing that was different at that time, Indiana Central was in our conference. You, you guys know as UND, and really our biggest rivalry in, in uh, basketball and football was with them, Indiana Central. And we had several games that, uh, um, even though they generally got the best players in the Indianapolis area, that. Uh, uh, that didn't go to, to Butler or someplace like that. Um, we always played them really, really well. Um, one, one kind of funny story, our, our senior year, um, we, we were going to go up to, to uh, Indiana Central and play, and I'd been hurt and uh, uh, had a broken foot, and this was my like, second game back. Um, so at that time, they always put the Indianapolis Star, the point spread every day. I don't know if it was a gambling thing or what, but, but Indianapolis was, was, was a 26-point favorite over us. And, you know, I looked at it, and, you know, kids, we don't care anything. Nah, we're going to go up there and take them. 
Well, we went up there, and uh, yeah, we did take them. We beat them by two points, and, and and their coach was mad and chased the referees off the floor. And it was it was just really a fun a fun game. The next day, and uh, you guys, the Franklin College guys, will appreciate this. Uh, we had a uh, a campus convocation. It was the, the president, President Haynes, is going to give his state of the, the college speech. So we're all supposed to meet at 9 o'clock in, in the gym over there, the old gym, which you guys would know as a fitness center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody can fit in there. We've only got about 700 students then. So we get in there, and we're sitting on those old wooden bleachers, and uh, he starts out, the uh, first thing he wants to do, and he pulls out, a, you know, obviously, a newspaper and uh, reads the, uh, gives the background of, you know, they were such and such a favorite, and basketball team went up there and had the big upset and one of the greatest wins in recent years and, da, 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 and really builds it up. And, uh, you know, the kids kind of get in this a little bit. And then he says, no, I would like all the basketball players to stand up. Well, remember, college, okay, so I'm thinking, oh, geez, okay. So I, I stand up, I look around, and there's one other guy standing up, and <laughs> the two of us are the only players there. <laughs> and you could just see President Haynes' face start to get a little bit red, and I saw Coach Thompson, our coach, was standing down there at the end of the gym. And, I mean, he was fuming. It looked like steam was coming out of the top of his head. So I, I think there was a, a discussion uh, among uh, the coach and the other players. I wasn't included about that uh, um, oversight by some guys. I'm sure some uh, suicides weren't involved uh, for those other guys. <laughs> well, there were some threats made on that, I'm sure, but I, I've got that picture in my mind. It was so funny, and you know, people are nobody wanted to laugh out loud because it was really kind of embarrassing. But people around me were just chuckling and ducking their heads and everything. So love it. <laughs> hey, that's that's good stuff. Um, so you've got uh, your 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 career at Franklin. Uh, now I have down in, in my research unofficially you scored over forty five hundred points. Is that accurate? <laughs> oh, it only seems like that. Actually, uh, here's another story that goes with that. I'm all, all stories today. Um, after my junior year, um, I don't know how many points I had eight hundred something, but uh, uh, the coach came out and said. Uh, um, you know, Mike will be the next guy to go over a thousand points. And Frank, well, okay, nice. If, if he doesn't get hurt, well, <laughs> hurt. So I am. Um, I set out a dozen games with a broken foot, and that's a, just a goofy story anyway. But um, but I don't make it. So you know that that bothers me a little bit. I really had really had two goals individual goals my senior year. Only time I ever set goals for myself. Um, wanted to average 20 points a game, which I was doing when when I got hurt, and uh, and go over 1,000 points. Well, it didn't happen. So time goes on and, um, you know, don't think about much. Well, my youngest son, Matthew, goes to Earl and plays. And uh, as things go on, he gets to play a lot. And, 
his senior year averages 20 and goes over a thousand. So I got to see him do it. So that was even better. I thought. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Wow. That. that yep. So you uh, were were you're graduating college. You're looking for a job. Was teaching something you always knew you wanted to do, or education? No. Not always, no. In fact, if you'd asked me in high school, I'd have, you know, said I'd eat, rather eat worms than be a teacher. But, uh, um, you know, things change, and uh, I got thinking around about the people I really had respect for, and uh, I decided that, uh, you know, coaches and teachers, for them, I, I had good ones, really, I thought, and uh, a lot of respect for them. And, you know, Franklin College has the environment – and maybe it's different from Chaz's standpoint, but for mine, uh, you want to do something, give it a shot, and you're encouraged to give it a shot. So I went through all the education classes, uh, did student teaching, and things were different at that time because there was such a uh, a need for teach teachers, and I know we're kind of in that situation now also, but um, – yeah. You didn't have to. I didn't have to go places to interview. Uh, schools came to our campus, and uh, I don't know how. At least a dozen interviews in the uh, in the main, in the old main building there at school with uh, with various places. And one of them was uh, Washington Township uh, North Central High School there in Indianapolis, and. Uh, um, the assistant superintendent there was a guy named Dean Evans, who was a Franklin College guy. Uh, interviewed with him and, and uh, one of the principals, and uh, apparently did pretty well. They asked me to come up and, and interview at the uh, at their uh, facility, and uh, ended up getting a job there along with uh, a couple other people from uh, from my graduating class, and uh, started at Eastwood Junior High in Indianapolis. So I actually, interestingly enough, started at Northview, which was the um, which was the old high school. Correct. Yeah. So that's where that's where I first started. Right. And I remember having a conversation with you when you were there. That seems right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was it was definitely. Um, it's an interesting school district in just the dichotomy of top to bottom as far as oh the, the uh, demographics of that corporation goes. And it's, you know, it's ever changing. It's, it's, it's changed a lot. I'm sure from the time I was there to the time you were there uh, was greatly different. I think it's, it's changed even more so since then. Yeah, definitely. So you're there. Um, how long were you at, uh, at uh, Eastwood? I was there from uh, 69 to 74, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, young guy, you, they they give you the heavy teaching load at, you know, four different preps a day, uh, coach two sports, um, start out coaching basketball and track, and then uh, uh, added cross country there towards the end. Um, but, you know, really I was uh, – a guy that wanted to be a, a head basketball coach eventually, so uh, was always looking to move, and uh, had a chance to go to go as, as an assistant in 1974 to North Davies High School, 
in Davies County, Indiana. Yeah. So we, uh, my family and I lived in, in Carmel at the time I was teaching Eastwood, so I think we are the only family ever to move from Carmel to Odin, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... That's kind of a kind of kind of a different different move, a backwards move, if you would, I guess. Well, it, it's kind of interesting, and really, it it ended up being kind of a healthy move because I sure saw a lot of uh, of uh, the country and uh, and education and athletics that I I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, but uh, we were there eleven years. Got got to be a head coach at one time. Um, you know my my story on that uh, that I that I use is I wanted to be a head coach in the worst way, and that if you go back to that community now, they tell you that's just how I coach the worst way. <laughs> uh, and so, were you you were a varsity boys basketball coach for four years? Yep. Yeah. And then, and and so, how was that? Just like stepping into a role like that, how did that? Um, kind of, I know you've talked about it a little bit, but just how did that differ from your expectations of what you thought it would be? And, and how was it similar? Well, you know, looking, looking back, um, you know, hey, I was young. I was 29 years old, uh, pretty full of myself, thought I knew it all, um, thought I was 100% ready, and I wasn't. Um, but a lot of this, I've still got notes and papers and things from that time. Um, a lot of things I was doing were really, really very, very good with just a little bit of tweaking here and there, uh, you know, could have been a lot better. Um, if, if I were to have gone back 10 years later in the same position, probably would have had been a lot more successful. Um, had some great kids. Um, at, at that time, uh, uh, and again, southwestern Indiana, I don't know if, if you know it at all, but it's, it's just a hotbed of, of basketball. People are just absolutely rabid. It's God's um, country. <laughs> well, people, people will tell you that. Bar <laughs> and Magody, um, those people are, are unreal in, in terms of their enthusiasm. At that time, Washington High School was going through a, a period where they were very good. Uh, in fact, my, my first year, they had uh, Steve Bushy, who later on became Mr. Basketball and played for IU. Yeah. Um, their starting lineup went 6'2", 6'5", 6'6", 6'6", 6'9". And uh, they, they were rated number one in the state. And of course, they're 15 miles away from us, so we play them, and then we're, we're in their sectional at that time. So uh, um, we saw some, some really good competition. So you're there. Um, when when did you kind of decide that you weren't sure necessarily if that was where you wanted to be? I I don't know if I pick any one time or not. Um, you know, you you just kind of look at things as you go along in life, and uh, um, kind of had the feeling I want to be someplace closer to my to my parents, like. Like all of us, I guess, is sometime they were they were getting older. They're still living in Columbus. Um, you know, basketball. 
I'll just throw this in. It's not a, a secret. Um, coached four years there, lost more than we won, made some people mad. Uh, had Again, had some great kids. Still have great relationships with, uh, with those that I see. Uh, talked to a number of them on the phone from time to time, even though I've been gone 35 years. Um, but ended up getting fired. If you coach high school basketball in Indiana, you're going to get fired sometime. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I get fired and uh, stay down there and teach. And then a year after I get fired, you know, this school board that unanimously voted to fire me comes back, um, has the principal talk to me and said, uh, all the school board members, uh, you know, want you to know we've got an athletic director opening. We'd like you to be athletic director. Huh. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, and so I'm okay. So I was athletic director for three years. During that time, I started doing my work to get my counseling license. I, I you know, I'd had a master's degree in education already, and yeah, I was, was teaching, and that was okay. But I'd, I'd like to do something different, so I, I decided I'd look into counseling. So I was pursuing that. And two years after I'm athletic director, uh, they sent the principal back to me and said. Uh, uh, the school board knows that you're uh, doing some work in uh, um, I can't exactly how it was worded. It, it wasn't the way I'd word it, but, but doing some extra work. Um, we'd like to know if you'd consider uh, getting a principal's, li <clears throat> principal's license and eventually becoming our principal. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I wasn't good enough to be a basketball coach, but uh, I didn't. But it was it was kind of typical of the way things work down there, and and a lot of places. And I didn't hold animosity towards those folks. Nice, nice enough folks and all. Um, but you know, it, it was obvious that uh, this wasn't exactly where I wanted to be forever. Although we did, and we did have a nice place to live down there, and uh, my wife taught, and the kids were established in school, so. The opportunity came to move to Franklin, and uh, we took it. It was a it was a tough decision, uh, just because we had so much roots down there. But uh, uh, we ended up coming up here, and that was 35 years ago. So you go, you come here. Did you um, was it in a counseling position or a teaching position? This is really interesting because. Uh, um, a guy named Tom McKinney was a basketball coach then. Uh, he's Brian, a he made, Bloomington. Wasn't he a Bloomington? Didn't he go to Bloomington North? Bloomington North, yeah. He won. The, he was a coach of the last uh, single-class yeah. championship there. Yep. Well, Tom coached at Franklin uh, at that time, and, and he was actually a Columbus guy and a basketball teammate of mine. And he, he knew that uh, I was a, a science teacher, and I, you know, I – told him once just kind of offhand, uh, you know, if anything ever comes up in Franklin, let me know about it. And he calls and says, we've got a science opening you want to interview. And this was over the summer. So I, I came up and interviewed and, um, you know, thinking, well, well, you know, here I am. I'm 37, 38 years old. They're not going to take somebody my age. Um, and they asked me to come back for a second interview. And, uh, well, this is getting a little bit serious and 
so I, you know, they they ask them interesting jobs. So well, I, you know, really my wife's been working, and uh, uh, for us to make a move like this, we'd need to have she'd need to have a job also. So as it ends up, they offer her a job. Um, That's wheeling and dealing right there. Nice. <laughs> the chips just start falling in place, and uh, the next thing we know, we're packing things up and looking for houses up here. And uh, uh, I, I actually was uh, originally the agreement was I was going to teach uh, general science at the time, but there was a, a counselor who had. Uh, uh, moved out of the area and they thought was going to re resign but hadn't and uh, like two days after I, I agreed to come up and do science uh, this counselor resigned so I they offered me the counseling job and I took that so yeah I was from from day one was a was a school counselor and then with that um, you know how did the, how did you you get back into coaching Well, you're not going to believe this part. I can, I can just kind of pick your chaz there. He's kind of looking like, where's this guy coming from? Um, <laughs> you know, they uh, they have an opening in track at the time, and uh, so I I agree to be the, the track coach. I'd coach track down at, at North Davies, um, and then I get up here and start the year, and uh, they had a um, uh, a young man coaching the JV basketball team who was not a teacher and, and his job uh, assignment had changed and couldn't coach a JV team. So they asked if I coach JV basketball. So, you know, all of a sudden I'm right back in that. So um, were there any reservations um, going back to basketball after you, after your time at North Davies as the head coach? Um. You know, the only reservations I had was that I, I needed to do things a little bit differently. And uh, during the time I was out, I, I really did a lot of uh, watching other uh, other coaches. Um, you know, at that time, Coach Coach Knight uh, Coach Knight's program was big, and uh, so I I managed to get over and watch uh, watch them practice some, and I, I'm not saying that I was a Coach Knight fan or anything like that, but did appreciate uh, uh, the way you put things together. Um, paid attention to the other college coaches, went down to Evansville a couple times, and, and uh, just kind of maybe refocused a little bit on what I was doing. And, uh, um, again, as it happened, Tom McKinney was uh, the varsity coach at Franklin then, and uh, I'd known Tom since I'd known him since the second grade, so uh, that was an, an easy decision to make. So it it really really worked out pretty well. Yeah, that kind of just slides back in. You're right, you're out of the coaching game for a little bit, and then you get right back into it. Um, so when you're coach, how did you like find the um, I guess find the time? to break up because basketball is a pretty long season and then tracks a long season. And, and was it as full time then as it is now? Um, and how did you find the time to, to do that? Well, no way was it, was it uh, the same time commitment as it is now. Um, 
you know, I think we, we've almost got the point that every sport is a is a full full year round commitment, which I I don't like. But uh, um, and I think a lot more of our kids were multi sport kids then. Um, you know, we had some overlapping. Um, we'd get into Feb- February and uh, we'd have a lot of times where I practice basketball after school and then that. Uh, at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, uh, do track practice and, uh, you know, made made that work. But, yeah, uh, it wasn't quite the, the off-season commitment. And uh, uh, track and field has, has changed with the uh, the advent of, of the indoor season. You know, we've, we've almost got a, a, a full indoor season now yeah. where, uh, you know, where we get involved there. So, we're going. Uh, we're going earlier. It would be a very difficult double to do right now. Uh, it would certainly require somebody much younger with a uh, a lot more energy and a lot more time. <laughs> you got time to talk to us. If you got time to talk to us, you got all the time in the world. Well, <laughs> right now I do have all the time in the world. That's for sure. Don't we all? <laughs> so, just in kind of focusing on on basketball for for a little bit. Um, you were there, how long were you a, an assistant and then like the JV coach? Well, I was, uh, again, this is kind of broken up. Uh, um, nobody, nobody could ever draw out the way things work for me, but, um, I was assist, I was JV coach for 15 years. Um, Dan Workman, um, father of Angela Koontz, who you all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the uh, was the varsity assistant during that time. He retired from coaching, so I took over the uh, varsity assistant job for one year, which I think was ninety nine two thousand something like that. And uh, then uh, I was I was actually out for a couple years. Um, a guy named Terry Buckner took my place. Uh, very well liked young man and. Uh, um, Terry had some family uh, illness issues he had to deal with, so uh, I jumped back in in 2003 and coached the JV team for two more years there. So in all, I was an assistant for 18 years. What are just as far as JV and and varsity? Because you went through, you were coaching there for some pretty good, some pretty rich times. Um, what are some yeah. of your memories, just basketball wise? I mean, obviously. You'd get to you got to coach your sons, I believe, and um, and there through some successes there. So, what were some of their, your best memories? Well, uh, you know, coaching the boys, Ryan and Matt, was was a pleasure. Um, wasn't always easy for any of us, but uh, um, it was it was certainly a pleasure um, getting to work with some great kids um, and 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 really outstanding coaches. Um, you know, was a big part of it. Of course, the 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 team that made the run from for uh, um, the regional championship in in ninety six ninety seven. I know you talked to Jake the other day. Yeah, um, just really in, in, enjoyed those guys. I coached them all in in JV at some time or another, and uh, and going through the Hinkle Fieldhouse thing with them was uh, w- was a lot of fun. Um, I know you talked to Bill Doty about Bill's career a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
I, I coached Bill on the JV level, and we had a really nice group at that time um, that in uh, 1990 uh, won, actually won sectionals two years in a row. In 1990, uh, won the afternoon game of the uh, regional down there at Columbus and came back that night to play Martinsville, uh, who had three Division One athletes on their team. And we had a really, really strong senior team and uh, ended up getting beat, I think, by, by two points by Martinsville. Had a chance to win and didn't. And, um, you know, those those memories uh, stick out in my mind uh, a lot. But, but just some very, very good kids uh, during that time. I always thought there's two things a JV coach should do. Um, he should really be helping to make, uh, make the varsity better by giving good uh, – uh, practice time and competition and practice, and then working, uh, working, get each each individual better, and uh, getting guys ready to step up the next year in the varsity if necessary. So uh, that that's a different focus in the varsity, and and I enjoyed that. Now, Chaz, I think we can both agree here. It seems like Coach Hall is our biggest is the biggest Inside Franklin Athletics podcast fan. Oh, of course. He's, he's he's claimed two podcasts that he's heard just in that interview alone. So definite brownie points. You will get the highest number so far. Yeah, you will get our T-shirt. Uh, you will <laughs> get our uh, number one fan sticker. So look those for are that. all forthcoming and have not been built or made at all. Uh, you're reserving one, and we'll get one maybe in two years. <laughs> we get out of now. Um, so what was the decision to um to get out of coaching basketball was that uh how was that and when was that um well you know like 2005 uh um we had a pretty good pretty good team pretty good season um Things started, you know, the, the the landscape started changing. Basketball, more more time on the in, on the off season, which I, I really didn't mind. Uh, but track started to get to be a little bit more intense. Um, we had won uh, four track sectionals and two track regionals in the '90s, and uh, which which really are tough things to do. Um, thought that yeah, maybe we had uh, had a chance to do. Uh, uh, to do that again, um, but maybe I need to put in a little bit more time on it. So, um, again, a lot of maybes there, nothing definite. Um, and I thought our, our track, our basketball guys maybe just needed, uh, uh, needed a younger coach, just a lot of things, but, uh, uh, I decided to, to drop that and, uh, and stay with track for a while and, uh, still doing it. <laughs> so so like we talked about you are the the all-time winningest track coach in franklin community high school with over how many wins did i say Seventeen thousand. i lost my number i lost my notes uh yeah. my, the, the dogs Your thoroughly took, thoroughly researched notes that are totally the, factual the dogs took my notes so i don't remember um but just in that time like as a head coach, I know I was a head track coach for a little bit, and it's so difficult to juggle. You have to trust your people, but the 
the the problem that I had was I didn't really have a lot of people. So there were a lot of times that I found myself like coaching long jump and high jump. And I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know a whole lot about this. And then I was coaching kids coming out of blocks and then also running a workout for distance kids. So um, mm -hmm. what have you found to be like the best approach as far as coaching track goes? Well, this is, was entirely trial and error because when I was at, uh, at North Davies, the head coach down there, and again, this is school of, Oh, 330 kids at the time, and we had 30 boys out for track, which is really pretty good. I was the one-man show. I mean, I was it. So uh, you talk about organization uh, and discipline there. That uh, that was the ultimate degree. Um, you know, you'd give kids workout, and and uh, maybe you'd watch one one group for a while, another group for a while, and and hope things got done. Um, when I got up to Franklin, I had assistants, which was a, a nice situation, but I was deciding, I, okay, I'm going to write the workouts for everybody and then get them to do the workouts. Well, you know, things got lost in the transition, and it was better, but not, not the best. So, um, asking around and uh, talking to some different coaches what they did, I uh, decided to get as many people involved as I could. And, uh, you know, I, I tell assistant coaches, if you're going to come with us, I expect you to coach. I'm not going to look over your shoulder all the time. I I, I want to know what you're doing, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do. Uh, so trusting coaches is really, really important and having good people. And I have always taken time to – you know, check backgrounds of folks and see what they knew. And if even if they weren't real great track people, uh, if they were people that liked kids and, and were willing to work with kids real hard and uh, and uh, um, get something out of kids, I thought we could make a track coach out of them. So uh, I've been very fortunate lately to have good good coaches, uh, got good kids, and uh, and a good facility. Those are three things that I don't think. Uh, you can ignore anywhere. Yeah. I can, I can imagine that it probably went over pretty well when you wrote a workout for, uh, if you wrote a workout for Doug Drenth for the distance kids. <laughs> well, D Doug and I have an interesting relationship. He was, uh, I was actually in on the, the group that interviewed him when he came in to interview as a math teacher. And it was kind of funny. The, uh, the night before he was to interview, I was I was at the school and uh, and just got finished. Uh, I was doing a lot of running then, and just get finished doing a run, and then I see this guy come running by. I didn't know who it was. Well, well that's interesting. Somebody else is running because we didn't have a lot of people in Franklin running at that time. Um, <laughs> then he comes back, and I I talk with him a little bit and uh, find out what he's doing there. That he's going to interview the next day and. Then we go to the interview, and he's very impressive. And, you know, I told the principal, we have to hire this guy. Um, one of one of my great moves over the years, one of the few probably. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, yeah, he it was obvious early on that uh, he knew what he was, he was talking about. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I put my youngest son in with him to run with him, so I showed that much confidence. And, uh, uh, you know, he really did a great job. Yeah. 
Um, so then just with, with track and everything, what are some of your, your favorite memories throughout the time of coaching track? Oh, just a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, in general, I really appreciate the sport of track because, um, you know, you can see kids, if they stick with it, almost everyone gets better in some way just, you know, as DNA kicked in, as they get bigger, get stronger, um, you know, working on the little things that uh, that they really start having success. So that's that's kind of the overall thing that, that sticks with me and, and I enjoy. Um, you know, winning the uh, sectional down there at Columbus four times was, was a lot of fun. Um, having kids do well at the state meet, uh, like uh, Brian, your your brother's senior year up there in 2002 when uh, we had the three uh, distance kids do so well uh, and end up finishing third place. And it's really just those three guys, uh, third place in the state. Um, I yeah, can that, remember. That, that, always, that always cracks me up at they had, they, uh, I think we talked to Jeff about that and they were, I think, fourth in the regionals, but then third in the state. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that the other day. Uh, and really, it was a, a, a pretty decent team. But, uh, you know, those guys were just just a real exception to have three that that talented at that time. And uh, guys that were, were good kids and got along very well, but they were very, very quietly competitive with each other. Um, and and maybe they were uh, more vocal when they got by themselves. I don't know, but uh, um, they were really fun to watch. Now yeah. you ask about you ask about other things. I can remember a uh, uh, a regional over there at uh, at Connersville where um, it was really going to be close between like five teams. As it ended up, I think there were five teams top five teams, each two points apart in the final score. Oh, gee. And um, I had it pretty well figured out. And we had a couple kids that, that came in. Uh, uh, I think a kid in the shot put uh, finished uh, seventh that wasn't uh, seated to come close to scoring. And uh, um, uh, Bryce Hossman, uh, Coach Hossman's oldest son, was uh, finished fifth in the pole vault. And he wasn't finished. He wasn't uh, picked to score. So we ended up with points towards the end of the meet that people didn't expect and ended up winning by two points. And uh, the team in second place was Center Grove. And um, without saying a lot of things, there was a great deal of satisfaction in that result. It's always fun when you can beat Center Grove, right? As as you so well put it, yes. <laughs> All right, so coach, we've taken up a lot of your time. We've got a couple more questions for you. One thing we like to do um, is before before you get out of here is we leave a question. And so um, the question I have for you, and then you'll have a question uh, next Tuesday. Our next podcast is next Tuesday, and it is the legendary Benji Betts. Um, so if you could think of a question for Benji Betts, we'll take that and pass that on to him. Your question is from Corey Richards. Do you know him? I know Corey. So yep. his question is, Chaz, this is a, this is 
an impressive question from an impressive young man, Corey Richards. Uh, Corey Richards' question is, what is the biggest difference you notice uh, coaching now than from coaching your first year? <laughs> and you can't well, say, don't say something like the kids are more whiny or something like that. Let's, let's show some professionalism here, coach. Okay, I will. You know, seriously, I, I think there's not a whole lot of change in the kids. I think the things that are around them have certainly changed. But uh, the biggest difference for me is uh, just in, in in 50 years, my perspective has changed a lot. Uh, uh, I think I'm a whale of a lot more uh, in tune now to, to the way kids uh, are, are thinking and, uh, and their needs uh, than when I started out, I was more of an X and O skill set guy, and uh, you know that only goes so far. So, um, my apologies to anybody that played for me in the early years, but uh, 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 I, I've certainly uh, come to appreciate the kids a lot more. All right, so yeah, it's kind of interesting how you know when you first start, you think you've got everything under control. And then as you start going on, you're like, man, I don't know anything that I'm talking about. I found that I found that out uh, the hard way. Chaz is still in the thinks he knows everything stage and that this is not going to happen. Sure. So, I mean, that's, that's just the way it goes. He's just a he's just a cocky young kid. I mean, we, we got to, you know, coach, we got to we got to keep him on the keep him on his toes here. Yeah, we're all like that at some point. Um, all right. So what question do you have for Benji Betts? Benji Betts, legendary Franklin and Franklin College athlete. Um, you know, I my question would be, what would be your favorite Coach Hall story? <laughs> now, you may want to block out a lot of time for that one. He may go a long, a long time on that one. All right. Uh, well, we will ask him that. Uh, we have him on next Tuesday, so we'll ask him that. Hey, you guys haven't asked me about movies. That, that's, that's what I'm about to do. Don't come you on. Don't, but, hey, we are a well-oiled machine here, Coach. There is yeah, a this cat. The cogs spin, and they know what they're going. So, yeah, Coach, uh, that's, that's the way I like to end it because it's one of the, the big things that I love, and I think you can really tell a lot about a person by what their favorite movies are. And you could do that with like music and TV shows and stuff like that. But I think the the entertainment that you like kind of does say a little bit about your personality. So if you had to pick three to five movies that you really enjoy or go back to a lot or something like that, what do you think you'd pick? Well, you know, in the, in the current era, um, all of the Star Wars movies, huge fan, saw them all. Several of them multiple Chaz times. His fist I, know I know Chaz is all about them. Yeah, um, you know uh, Hoosiers, undoubtedly the, the greatest movie ever made. Naturally, uh, it's high praise. You know it. Uh, it probably doesn't have the greatest script, and uh, probably uh, some of the editing left something to be desired, but. In the plot. <laughs> yeah. Is there a more quotable movie than ever? I mean, come on now. Wait. Um, <laughs> when did Buddy get back on the team? <laughs> yeah. Run the picket fence, things like that. Um, 
James Bond movies. I, you know, anytime there's a James Bond, Bond movie, I'll watch that. All right. Um, Who's your favorite James Bond? My favorite, hey, Sean Connery. Come on. Original, classic, yeah. understandable. Yeah. Yes, you know, Sean Connery. Uh, Goldfinger, I think, would be my, my favorite there. It's Big John Wayne Fan. Uh, Real Bravo movies like that. Um, Oldies, um, Maltese Falcon, Casablanca, you know, Bogart movies, kind of fan on those. So I uh, didn't do a very good job narrowing it down there, but there's, there's a lot of things <laughs> that I like. He said three to five. A coach names off like 45 movies. <laughs> Here's the movies I've seen. There is like 25 Bond movies, so that one was the, the wide open selection. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, I I didn't take very much math at Franklin College. What can I say? No, no, we had to take one math class and we were done. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we uh, we hope uh, that we'll get to see you out on the track uh, coaching a few meets this year, and if not, I know we'll see you out there um, next year. Um, and of course, with with if not then you can just score out the state meet and we can be the, uh, the, the state champions, right? Well, that would probably be the most sensible thing to do. Yeah. I think everybody would agree with that. Yep. Well, D Drew Hargis, he's definitely running a four Oh six miles. So that's the first place. <laughs> Love Drew, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, thank you so much for your time and uh, we appreciate it. And we also appreciate you watching our podcast and listening to our podcast because uh, God knows we need, we need support. So. <laughs> well, hey, I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for putting them on They're They're a lot of fun. And I, I think a positive promotion for, for Franklin athletics and uh, uh, appreciate getting a chance to contribute. Well, I don't know how positive we are going to be if people watch it, but we at least have something for them to do. So. <laughs> Especially if something we don't have any more sports. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, join us uh, next week. We are off the rest of this week because spring break, uh, but it's not, I mean, whatever this is. It's the same. <laughs> We're on uh, today. We're finally into April after the 97 days of March. And so we will have a guest next Tuesday. Uh, it is Benji Betts. So we look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, once again, for Chaz Hill, I am Brian Powers. Thank you to Coach Mike Hall for your time. And we will see you all on Tuesday.